0: Y'all, those card boxes are becoming more and more of a problem, right? They're getting stolen, they're getting picked through, and we are getting blamed for it. But today, I'm going to walk you through how we can avoid, prevent, handle all of it. Welcome to the Refined Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS, yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about, but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. Okay, refiners, welcome back to another episode of the Refine Podcast. Today we are going to talk about the card box. As I said in my intro, it's becoming a problem. It's always been a problem, but I'm seeing it more and more. And I'm not sure exactly what the shift has been. I think, you know, our world got turned upside down and everyone's forgotten how to behave. So we'll just tag it to that. I wanna I wanna go over best practices. I want to talk about, you know. What to do when a guest is walking around looking for the card box, and do you take it? Do you not? Do you help? I want to talk about your contract. I want to talk about what to do if they complain, and how to manage that, and we'll talk about that in and of itself in two different ways. We'll talk about it, you know, from the angle of if your contract protects you in certain ways. Well, there's there's several different ways you can handle it. Is my point it depends on what your contract currently says. So I know some of you are probably seeing this title in the list of podcasts that I have and are in this pickle right now and maybe your your contract doesn't protect you. I hopefully have some encouragement for you towards the end here but if you know through this situation I would encourage you to to learn something through what we're going to talk about adding to our contracts. Okay so let's dive in. First off let's talk about best practices these things are not necessarily profound, but they're just good reminders. Okay. So we want to encourage our couples to, to have card boxes that are locked in some way. And of course this might limit the design and and whatnot, but I do think this is really important. And maybe you want to make it your personal mission to even start contacting card box designers and say, Hey, is there a way that you can make this in a way that is, either locked or a little more secure. And I, I think that there's something to be said for us educating on that, right? Even among our friends and whatnot, because we have friends that attend weddings and maybe they're bringing a, a, a card with cash in it. Let's try to encourage our friends and our community to bring checks, right? Because sure, we can still check fraud, but there might be something, there's a little more protection there is my point, okay? So best practices are that we're going to do our best to have a secured or at least locked card box, okay? And then we're going to educate those in our community to avoid cash. Another thing we're going to do is we're going to do our best to set the block, set the card box and give table in an area that has cameras on it, okay? Not every venue has cameras, so this won't always be an option, but if it does, let's at least do what we can to be in range of that footage, okay, of that filming. So we're going to confirm with the venue in advance if they have that. And, you know, where are those working cameras? And and just because we confirm that the day before even doesn't mean they're working on that day. I've just recently come across two cases where the venue... (laughs) surprise the footage wasn't working that day. Okay, well that's real suspicious. Okay. So we're going to confirm with them even that day. Hey look, I've got the table set up. Can you please go confirm that the that footage is rolling? And on the wedding day checklist or I don't know if you're a planner listening, a DJ, or a photographer, but this is more of a planner specific job, but maybe maybe you're involved in this in some way or a guest finds you and says, "Hey, where do I put the where do I put this card?" And so some of these things do affect you because we as wedding pros as a whole get accused of stealing these things whether you're the planner or not right and 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 in listening to this you may or may not realize how many times a wedding go, a wedding planner goes to bat for you as a wedding pro in another category and and hopefully keeps it off your plate from you ever even knowing that you were accused in the first place but anytime something like this goes missing the first thing we hear is the idea that wedding pros stole it so this is, this is a tough thing. So as for those wedding planner, for you as a wedding planner that is listening, I do have a wedding day checklist. You can go onto my website. It's the freebie that pops up. If you want to grab that, we have all these questions and things that people need to sign off on. And and this this document in and of itself allows for your couples to see all the different things that you do throughout the day. And you can make notes on things that and flow and how you know, it it, it reduces their complaints in general. And we have podcast episodes on this specifically, but one thing that's on here is a little signature line where the venue will initial that like, Hey, yes, we've confirmed that the cameras are working. Okay. So another thing that I think is important along the lines of best practices is to remove the card box and gifts by a certain time. And you get to decide whether you're part of removing that or not, I I definitely think you need to initiate that and oversee it. And, and my thought process is that it's best to have a wedding attendant or, you know, in Refine, we talk about a designated decision, like a wedding day decision maker that the couple assigns. And that person is someone that is committed to kind of saying, staying, you know, present in mind and, you know doesn't mean that they can't drink but they just need to be able to be aware and make decisions and sign sign off on things and be available for small things like this that don't interrupt their evening by any means but you know having them be part of removing those things with you like we can do the labor for them if there's a bunch of boxes and things like that but then specifically for. It's, it's one thing to put the gifts in the getting ready room or taking it up to the hotel suite or whatever, right? Like that's big and bulky and harder for someone to walk off with, certainly happens. But when it comes to the cards, I do think that the wedding day decision maker or wedding attendant or VIP or someone that's designated by the couple walks with us to that space and can and can sign off that, hey, the, the wedding planner got it this far. And then I think we leave the room and then they get decide, where they hide it in the room, what bag they put it in, all of that, because I don't want to know. If I know where it is, I am far more, you know, I'm at risk of being accused, right? I I might know what room it's in, but I, I just think that there's some security in having someone else involved, having a witness, and letting them pick the final hiding spot, okay? It's easier for us to plead the fifth in that way. And then they sign off on that, right? Or alternatively, just don't be involved at all. And just communicate to your couples that, no, we don't touch that. We don't do anything with that. And here's why. Here's historical, you know, this is how it happens. And we, we're we not comfortable with that. And we want to set you up for success. So here are ideas and best practices that we encourage you to follow. But, you know, by and large, we're talking thousands of dollars that we can't be responsible for. And so, Godspeed. I will say if you're at a hotel or public space, this is all the more important because you're gonna have wedding crushers, you're gonna have people that can just like easily walk by and just grab that box, right? So it's all the more important to put that. I, I think I think typically design and layout-wise, we put that table outside of the room or like as an entry point, and it's just kind of this, it can sometimes be a statement piece and, and a way of greeting our guests, and, and that really is kind of how you know traditionally parties go there's a gift table over here and it's usually at the front because it's just it's just like there's a coat drop and like all the things so they don't have to carry this stuff around right but what if you were to put it just inside the room so that there's an added layer of protection and of course someone can still walk by and snag that but it's not it's not visual right it's not easy for a guest of the hotel or someone just walking in off the street to see oh that table is just sitting out they would have to have peered around the corner to look which they very well may do but you get where I'm headed with that, right? It reduces the risk. to so put that just inside to help lower the risk there, okay? Another thing here is, you know, oftentimes I will be approached by a guest that maybe arrived a little bit later or just didn't see where the table was or didn't think about it till later or whatever and pulls it out of their bag and says, hey, where do I put the card? I have this gift. Where should I put it? And I've always said, oh, I'll be glad to take that for you. And I've Go put it where it needs to go. And I've, I've sometimes thought through, like, should I be doing that? I don't know. And I think by and large, when it comes to a single card, the risk is probably pretty low as long as you're doing the right thing with it, obviously. But I don't know who those people are. That might be their like auntie so and so that just gave them a $10,000 check for whatever reason, you know, because that does happen in this world. And I just, I, do I want to be responsible for that? I don't know. And like, what if that's the one that goes missing, even though I had nothing to do with it? Like someone came and just like pulled a random card out, but it was the one on top or it was the one, I don't know. I just think through this. So is it better to just point them in the right direction? Is it better to receive it and then go back to that wedding day decision maker and say, hey, I got one more. I, can you initial off on this one as well? Um, be mindful of those. You want to be helpful to those guests because in a moment when when it's a loud room and there is drinking involved and, you know, maybe hearing's an issue or whatever, you you don't want to be like, I'm sorry, I can't take care of that. And explain what, like you can educate them. You can have a perfectly sweet and reasonable response, but like it still catches them off guard and just doesn't feel customer service oriented. Right. So be mindful of that. Okay. Let's talk about your contract. When it comes to your contract, you need to be very clear about what you do or don't do related to card boxes, like have a whole cause never had a whole cause, but I'm really seeing value in that and would encourage it. So, I mean, it's probably pretty basic, of course, refer to your attorney or to our legal partner and in then it's Braden and Drake uh, and, and, and make sure that, you know, this is sound and holds up in your state, but at a minimum, if nothing else, and, and say you're not involving your attorney, you know, there's just a psychological, just if nothing else, you're communicating right? You're communicating and educating what your process is for this so you can reference back to it. Doesn't mean it'll hold up in court, but you need to communicate in writing in your contract what you do and don't do. You need to also verbally and along the lines, along the way, not just in your you know initial signing or first consult, but just as y'all are talking about the layout and different things about the event, timeline, everything, just continue to educate your couple on the nuances and risks related to this. Don't scare them but just be real with them. Like, Hey, you know, sometimes we do have issues with this. And so here's, here's how I think we should handle it. Here's, you know, we're going to, we're going to hope that this doesn't happen. It likely won't. It's really rare that it does, but when it does, it sucks. And so it's kind of like anything with weddings, it's not a matter of if, but when something will happen. And so we just want to have a mindset that's realistic to at some point there might be something really disappointing along the way, right? So, you know, educate them on the nuances, the risks, and then let it be up to them to make these decisions, right? They can, they need to be able to make an informed decision. And that's how you can word it. Just say, hey, look, this is not going to scare you. I just want you to have all the information as you make decisions. And then verbally continue to remind them that you're not responsible for any missing cards or gifts and just, you know, say, here's how we Here's what we do and manage, and 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 try to set you up for success. Unfortunately, having been burned, we just can't be responsible for that. And you know, want to do what we can to to be helpful and to you know provide customer service, but also just be realistic about the the liability that is on our plate with that. You know, educate them that you don't see vendors lifting these right like that. I'm sure that happens, but I think that's more of a fabricated storytelling sort of thing, and it's just like the easy person to blame, right? But I personally, any I've seen this happen a couple times in my events where some something like that went missing, and I am working with my most trusted staff, my my wedding pros on that. The teens are so trusted, and I just can't for the life of me imagine any of them stealing this, right? Does't mean that they didn't. i I can't, you know, you can't put everything past everyone, but I just would have been shocked, kind of thing, you know, like worked with these people forever. Nothing's ever happened. Uh, you know, I trust these I do have hour with these people. they're photographing my family, like they're coming to family events. like we're just there's no way in my mind, right? So, I do think that we as wedding pros are the easy scapegoat of like, well, you had access. you knew where they were. You're all of the ones that did it. And the punching bags, right? were the easy ones to blame. And so I do think that it's important to educate them earlier on when emotions aren't involved but like, hey, look, like we just really don't see those lifted. Unfortunately, it really is from, you know, hotel guests or sometimes someone within. Um, make sure that you're really aware of the guests that your your friends are bringing if you're doing plus ones and whatnot. And so, You don't want and maybe don't even say that. You never want to go to you and your guests and whatnot. Just stand up for us as wedding pros. So I think, you know, the last thing here that's really important to educate them on is and whether any of this is in your contract or not, or just verbal communication and maybe things that you email about along the way is just letting them know and remind them that things do go missing from weddings and they show up months later and explain why. And and from my experience, what ends up happening is, you know, we'll pack something up, we'll take pictures, we'll let them know where it is, but there's always some family or wedding member, uh, I'm sorry, wedding attendant that's being helpful, like genuinely being helpful, and they're moving something around, or like, oh, this, like, like maybe we have stuff on a table, and then more things on this table, and it just kind of looks spread out, and to me, it's organized, I have a system, a process, but that, you know, family member or wedding attendant or whoever it is, that's being helpful. Maybe even a guest walks by and sees it. It was like, oh gosh, this got left. I'm going to grab it. And I'll, I'll, make sure they get it when they get back from their honeymoon. Right? Like it happens all the time or it'll get, they just, it's supposed to get loaded into this car. It ends up getting loaded in that car and it's still being taken where it needs to go. But like, it's just kind of a mess and everyone's trying to be helpful. And too many uh, cooks in the kitchen is the right phrase for this. So we just let them know, Hey, look, this happens, it's out of a genuine spirit of being helpful and kind. And and it does typically show up. Sometimes a week or two later, sometimes a month later, or sometimes a year or more later. But keep looking and start asking, hey, did anyone happen to see this? Does anyone recall where this is? And so just kind of start having those conversations and work them into, you know, dinners that you have with friends or at the wedding, or maybe send out an email to a few that you know were there later that might have been helpful in that way or. And just kind of pulse check. Hey, do you happen to know where whatever is? And and, and at this point, I'm talking about things way beyond the card box, right? I'm talking about picture frames or the cake cutting set or champagne flutes. There's just tons of stuff like that that we get contacted after the wedding about that always show up, okay? how do we handle complaints? This is so tricky. And this is the part that just, it sucks because you're so broken for them too. Like, can you imagine? I mean, there are thousands of dollars and I think I said that already, like there are thousands of dollars in these envelopes on the regular. Right. And for some couples, there may be tens of thousands. I don't know. I don't live in that circle. I, you know, I just, I put napkins from restaurants that are left over from the dairy queen in my car so that I have, Kleenexes later, and I need them. So I don't live in that tax bracket where I'm gonna have tens of thousands of dollars in my cards at my wedding. But someone does, right? And even if you don't, like, for me, even just having a couple thousand or like even hundreds, like hundreds of dollars in there is like meaningful to me or to someone else, right? And just the, the idea of feeling violated as a whole, like who cares if there's money in there or not? Like it's just violating to have something taken from you, right? So. I want to say we feel badly for them, right? So like first we're, we're like, we're, we're processing these emotions of like genuinely feel, feeling bad for them. And now we're like, crap, like, do they think I did it? And like, oh shit, this is gonna be a mess to be involved in. Like there's just all these multiple, there's just so many emotions that go into that, right? So I think that Ultimately, I'm going to share a tactic or just kind of like a, something you could email back. Let's say this is all email. Obviously, I, I've i always encouraged emotion goes to phone calls, facts go to emails. We are now in a society where we have to evolve and and rely on written, written word a little bit more because people don't want to be on the phone. And but there are ways, like, especially with this one, we have to be really careful with our words because tone matters. And it, I think a lot of times we... Uh, there's a lot of learning that we need to do with how we email and I'll, I think I'm going to create a podcast. I'm speaking about that at Wedding MBA in November. So if you're attending, please come to my session. And this is a critical topic for us to learn about, but here's, here's a draft of what maybe you could share with your couples. And I think that this can work well, whether your contract is clear that you don't, you're not involved or not. Okay. And then there is their reply and your response might vary based on your contract. And we'll talk that out. So here's kind of like, here's what I would encourage you to say when they reach out and say, Hey, these have gone missing. Can you help? I think the best response here is, you know, I'm incredibly disappointed and sorry to hear this has happened to you. I know it must feel awful. My recommendation from here is to contact all wedding attendants or anyone that was helping with anything behind the scenes that night and ask them if they have a recollection of where they might be so again see see how I've worded that like I'm not saying at first I'm validating their feelings see that I'm going to give you the formula here I'm validating their feelings I'm disappointed and I'm sorry to hear that I'm not apologizing I'm saying I'm sorry to hear this has happened to you right and and I I'm I'm letting them know this must feel awful and then I'm giving them a recommendation I'm redirecting them from from this is not my job to do, right? So here's my recommendation for you. And I've identified who they need to contact. And then instead of you know, a lot of times they may reach out and be like, hey, do you have this? Well, if I receive that email as a bridesmaid, I'm especially if I've already had tension with this person, because that does happen in wedding parties, I might wonder, are they accusing me of it? So I'm I'm not encouraging them to say, hey, do you have this? I'm saying ask them if they have recollect recollection of where they might be. Okay. So let's continue. Um, I'll read this last sentence so that uh, it flows well. My recommendation from here is to contact all wedding attendants or anyone that was helping with anything behind the scenes that night and ask them if they have a recollection of where they might be. Oftentimes, family and friends are being helpful and through fatigue, don't place things in what would otherwise be a more logical place. But with nudging, often remember where it might be, and of course, contact the venue to get footage from the evening. I have their initials on my wedding day checklist, confirming that cameras were rolling. I wish I could be more of help, and I uh, and know um, it can feel dismissive that our policy is to not involve ourselves further with cards and gifts. But again, I am so very heart- sorry to hear this, and I I genuinely hope you find them. Okay, so see you like we're We're validating that. and we're we're redirecting them. We're giving them words for those that they're contacting. We're having them reach out to the venue who is confirmed that they are cameras, and we are letting them know our policy is x, y, and Z, right? Just because it's your policy may or may not mean that it's in your contract, right? So that's why I think you can get away with this either way. Now, they may respond and be like, well, contractually, blah, 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 and you're gonna have to deal with it, right? So in that case, then maybe I think the extent of what you do is contact the venue on their behalf and copy the couple and just say something similar to what I've already said here, and then wrap up with, I'll let y'all take things from here. I just wanted to facilitate starting the conversation. That way you're communicating, making it clear to them, like this is between y'all, okay? Now, if the venue doesn't have cameras, rolling, you're just gonna have to remove that part and just say hey and of course contact the video contact the venue and see if they've had anything show up. It's not uncommon at all for that to happen and they're slower to reach out given they have, you know, more events throughout the weekend. So it's all it's all crappy. It all stinks. And if you get to a point where you're having to really say hard things in in this communication with them, I think another good line in an email for tone and just like emotional connection is to say hey I know this isn't the answer you were hoping for I I know it's really disappointing and I wish I could do more that way you're you're closing the loop and you're doing it with empathy you know what I mean so y'all this is a really hard topic and it it, it's, it's especially hard when it's a couple that you clicked so well with and everything was good and then suddenly that gets tarnished and and maybe it affects what could come you know Does that affect maybe a a review? Does that instigate additional complaints? Because now they start to question other things. It's just it creates broken trust, right? And and now maybe their potential referrals come into question. And so it really stinks. And if you're listening to this because you're going through it, I'm really sorry because as much as this sucks for the couples, I it sucks for y'all too. It really does. And I just I remember how this has felt, and and it's not fun and. So I wish I could hug you through the podcast here as you're listening. And I, I just hate that you're you're going through that. So if you don't have the wedding day checklist that I've mentioned, please go onto our website, RefineForWeddingPlanners.com, and grab that. Again, it'll pop up and kind of just like a welcome box, whatever those are called um, on websites. And you can grab that. Start using that on the wedding day. It really helps with all kinds of things like this, because you can take a snapshot of it at the end of the night and send it to your couple and just say, and I always let them know that this is coming. Like, hey, I'm going to send this to you at the end of the night so that at brunch tomorrow, if, you know, aunt so-and-so has a question, you can pull it up and the answer is probably right there. And if nothing else, they look at that and, and maybe they have a complaint about something or whatever. Once they open that up, they realize all that we've done for them and the entire team, because the entire team is involved in, in initials throughout and all of that. It just is a, a level, it's a layer of protection for all of us. And it shows them all the things that we do behind the scenes that they just can't understand until seeing that. And it really does reduce the complaints afterwards. Um, and maybe something is legit that they complain, they, they could or should complain about, but they see that and are like, you know what? They did all this other stuff. I'm going to let my Little complaint go because it feels petty in the grand scheme of all the all the things that they did do. So grab that and be sure to like, share, and uh, follow this podcast. Be sure to take a screenshot, pop it on your Instagram stories. We'd love to enter you into some drawings for sharing it. And go about your day feeling positive and encouraged. And um, go go lift someone up. I know that this is a, a stinky stinky topic and it can have us all down so do what we can to um let's do what we can today to to pay some something forward and encourage someone and bring light to you today y'all have a good one and i will check in next week bye